You know, I had two thoughts there. Uh, the first is that every parent at home was going, it's not just mine. <laughs> like, uh, my second thought, though, was uh, what, what better thing to, to have during a celebration Sunday than kids' laughter, right? Uh, I love kids' laughter, man. I, my kids get to laughing at stuff, and, like, it just warms your heart. Like, oh, man, it just, it's good. It's good. Uh, so, speaking of good, let's look at some scripture. Uh, we're in Psalm 145 this morning, and uh, our scripture, we're going to read the whole thing because it's all good. It's only 21 verses. You're going to be okay. Uh, Psalm 145, all right? And uh, so, here's what it says. It says, I will exalt you, my God the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. They tell of the power of your awesome works, and I will proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All your works praise you, Lord. Your faithful people extol you. They tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might, so that all people may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. What a better God to know, amen? right? What a better God to know. I mean, you, we think of, I think a lot of times when we read the Old Testament, we think of God as this, like, we get this idea of God as this, like, vengeful guy, right? He's this guy who's out to get you when you do something bad, right? And then you read these Psalms where David, David, he, where the, these writers of the Psalms, they're just, they're so enthralled with God, they just, they look at their lives and they can't help but praise him for all the good things he does. And I think sometimes it's harder to see the good things. Right, earlier, earlier this fall, we did a series uh, on being in the wilderness, right? And the wilderness season for the Israelites was not a really great season, right? It was great in that God was like there in a literal fashion, right? God was literally leading them in front of them. But the wilderness was not their preferred destination. They didn't want to spend 40 years wandering around the wilderness. And yet, it's these same people that write these words. 
they write these words about how great the Lord is, about how worthy of praise he is. It says, your greatness no one can fathom. Nobody can even comprehend how great God is. So what do we do in situations like the one we have found ourselves in for the last year? Right? Because it's February, right? This is February already. Can you believe it? It's February, which means we are like a month from when all the COVID shutdown stuff happened, right? A year, a year anniversary of when all that happened, right? It's been almost a whole year. A whole year where if we're being honest, we've spent most of that time kicking and screaming and complaining, right? And I know about kicking, screaming, and complaining. I got a five-year-old, all right? I got a three-year-old, okay? They know how to kick and scream and complain, right? And it's funny because we don't look sometimes. We, we look and we say, well, kids do that, right? But there are adult versions of that, right? And if we're being honest, the last year, we've had plenty of those moments, Right? Where really what we wanted to do was just sit on the floor and kick and scream until somebody gave us what we wanted. So what do we do? What do we do when we're in a moment where it doesn't feel like celebrating, right? What do we do if you're at home with us this morning? What do you do when you're in a season of life when celebrating looks a little harder, right? When, when, I, when I announced a couple of weeks ago that we're having Celebration Sunday, right? What do you do when you think, well, what is there to celebrate, right? Well, the answer actually is quite easy. And a conservative estimate is that the answer occurs 158 times in Scripture. And it's one simple word that God uses again and again and again for his people. That when you're in, in situations and you're trying to find the good, there's one word that God uses. That word is remember. Remember. God, like I said, 158 times is like a conservative number, right? Based on what translation you use, the fewest number of times the word remember happens is 158, right? 158 times God tells his people to remember what he's done, to remember the things he's done. Because as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, when you're in the middle of a storm, it's, e it's really hard sometimes to lose focus and to forget that God is much bigger than the storm you're in. And so that's what leads us to this Sunday morning. It's what leads us to this piece of scripture. Because what it says is that one generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. They speak of your glorious splendor of your majesty. And he says, I will meditate on your wonderful works. Right? I'm going to fill my mind. I'm going to fill my life with the good things that God has done for me. I'm going to remember in those moments when life isn't quite as celebrating as I'd like, that celebration comes eventually. That when we are following God, God comes through. It's why he says, they tell of the power of your awesome works. They proclaim your great deeds. They celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. See, as people of God, there is always reason to celebrate. Because even if today doesn't look so great, 
yesterday might have. The day before that may have. Maybe for some of us, it's a year ago God did this cool thing, right? But there's always something we can point to in the darkest moments when we think, could God possibly be listening right now? There are always things we can point to and still celebrate. Sometimes it simply requires a change of view, right? Sometimes it's not looking back. Sometimes it's just looking around you to find the reason to celebrate. And so this morning, that's what I did. I spent the last couple of weeks finding reasons to celebrate. And I simply put a call out to all of you. And I said, send me your reasons for celebration. What is the good things God been doing in your life recently? And so I've had some responses and I'm excited to share them with you this morning. And so I want to start with an in-person one. Uh, because Pam is here with us this morning, and Pam has some great reasons to celebrate. And so I've asked Pam to share just a few moments of what she's celebrating in this season. All right, good morning. I am so totally out of my element, so you're just going to have to deal with me, okay? I have learned this year that I am who I am, and God created me, and this is it. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. So I'm Pam Smith. For some of you who don't know me, I think I know everybody in this room. That's great. But there are a lot of people out there that don't know me, and that's my fault. I'm an incredible introvert. I'm a planner, and I'm an organizer, and I am a perfectionist. So if I can't plan or organize my steps, then I am not a happy camper. At least I wasn't. Um, A year ago, a little over a year ago, I had a job at the middle school, and I had to be those things because that's what it required. I didn't have to be the introvert. I was everything else. But I had to, and I did it, but then I retired, and I didn't know what to do because I had my life planned. I had my part-time job lined up because I thought we needed it. I had everything. Everything was ready to roll. And then COVID happened. My part-time job didn't, didn't pan out. And I was really upset about that. I had a volunteer position that I had found, and that lasted for two weeks, and then that was gone. And I just really didn't know what to do. Um, The shelter-in-place piece was really good for an introvert. I was happy. I didn't have to go anywhere. So I was all right. But that's that's not really where things left off. And Chad wanted a story of celebration. And he also just said he wanted a story, you know, remembrance. And that's, I think that's why I had to do this, because I needed to remember how good God is. So here I am celebration. I've been accused of wearing rose-colored glasses a lot of my life. I look for the good. I don't really want to dwell in the negative. So what did I do in this season and this year? I was more intentional about reading my Bible. I became a lot more creative. I've found things to repurpose about everything in our house. 
that my husband is really not happy with me sometimes when I say, hey, what do you think about this? And I've been still for longer than I have ever been in my entire life. And the result of that is that I heard a voice I recognized many times. Sometimes it was in a dream. Sometimes it was an audible, audible voice. And one time it was while watching my grandkids dump blocks repeatedly out of a container. And I know that sounds crazy, but God spoke to me through that. And he was telling me, I've got this. You don't need to dwell on your plans. You need to be still and dive deep. Follow my lead because I have plans for you. So again, you ask, well, where's the celebration in all of this? This is what I've learned, is that I can create my own plan to read the Bible, and that's okay. I figured out what works for me. I found out that, oh, I learn a lot better if I listen to it. And so that's what I do. I'm still pretty creative. I still drive my husband nuts. Um, I continue to sit still. And sometimes it's, sometimes it's not daily, but there are a lot of times when grandbabies are, excuse me, grandbabies are napping and I get to be still. I have the best part-time job that I ever thought I could have. And I get to watch and pour into my grandkids every single day. And I also have a great group of friends that gather once a month and we do life together. I'll be honest with you, the thought of following God's lead was frightening. Introvert, planner, organizer, I like to be in control. And I was being asked to take a huge leap of faith. For some of you, these celebrations don't seem like big steps, but in all honesty, the scariest one for me was to open up our home to women that I did not know and get to know them well. That was my task, to get to know them. And it scared me to death. I'm also realizing as I, as I read this and, and process it again, that anxiety is, it plays a lot in there. And I'm seeing my dad. My dad is like, where did this come from? My dad. But I did it. And I'm so glad I didn't say no. So my biggest celebration is that when I hear God's voice, no matter how it is communicated, my response is, okay. Let's go. So COVID has brought us to a moment where we get to be still, where we get to do things we hadn't planned on doing and yet bring so much fulfillment. Uh, but COVID also brought other moments uh, and so I'll share this one from Miriam Novak. She said, my mom had Alzheimer's disease. I took care of her in her home and then mine until May of 2019 when we moved her to memory care at Waterford Crossing where she would have, which, where she would have 24-hour supervision. In March last year, her condition was such that we had to move her to health care. And as soon as I moved her, COVID shut everything down. I was never allowed in the building again. 
We made, made do with FaceTime and window visits. By June, she had forgotten how to eat, and they advised that we put her on hospice. They thought she'd have maybe three to six months. One morning, not long after we placed her on hospice, a song based on Isaiah 51:11 came to my mind as I was driving. It says, Therefore, the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion, and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain gladness and joy, and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. I felt like it was a word about my mom, that she would be going home soon, and that all the pain and sadness she had endured would be replaced with gladness and joy in God's presence. Later that day, they called to tell me that she wasn't doing well and maybe had a week. The next morning, she died. I was grateful that God brought that scripture to my mind that day before she died. It was like he was preparing me and also a promise that she is okay. After her memorial service, our family went to Essen House like we used to do with my folks. There, my daughter found a summarization of my mom's personality that astonished us all because it was so accurate. It read, give thanks for Barbara, kind heart, fierce mind, brave spirit. What are the odds that Essen House would have something randomly in their gift shop with my mom's name on it that so accurately describes her? God gave us another bit of comfort. See, celebration, we think of celebration and we think of these like huge mountaintop moments where we say, oh, there it was God, right? And yet God is in these day-to-day -day moments in our lives. God doesn't just care about the times where we're in these most intense moments with him. He cares about all of the moments across the whole spectrum. There are so many things to celebrate. So, uh, this week, we asked the staff to do uh, some videos. So they're going to be on the video here in a moment when, I, when we do that. But first, uh, Sarah's here. So I'm going to ask Shara, Shara, Shara to share, right? Uh, I'm going to ask Sarah to share her uh, celebration moment with us. Thank you. Morning again. <laughs> um, yeah, so the staff are going to share, I believe, what they're thankful about specific to their ministries, correct? <laughs> no, just anything? <gasps> that makes it a little easier. Because, <laughs> I mean, as you've seen, children's ministry is, I don't know what the right word is, but um, no, there's so much to be thankful for right now, especially in this season. Um, and one thing you know, staff-related that I am really thankful for is just the staff that we have. Um, you all know that we've gone through big transitions with our staff this year. Mm -hmm. So many. Um, and just the, the amount of camaraderie that I think we've felt <laughs> over these difficult months um, has been really strong. Um, and so I'm very thankful for those friendships. Um, what else am I thankful for? So much has changed this year for me. I got a new nephew. Mm -hmm. He's really cute. <laughs> <laughs> and as, as Chad just read, my, my grandma had passed this year, or this past year. Um, again, we've lost so many of our staff. Uh, Wendy, my downtown counterpart, has moved away. Um, so having that friend gone... And Steve was my little buddy. I love Steve. We would always bond over the fact we both keep fish. We're fish keepers. Um, and he loves dogs, and I got a dog this year, so he was really... <laughs> um, 
just really we had we had things to talk talk about all the time so i do miss steve um and of course ed and brenda and all that they've done for our, for our congregation um yeah and for me i feel like this season has provided so many bittersweet moments i feel like my amount of peace and rest has been equal with the amount of uh, just sorrow that I've had this year. Um, but what I am especially thankful for and have to celebrate is coming. I feel like um, for our church especially, I feel like we are on the brink of something really cool <laughs> for our community. Um, and that, that sense of hope. Can anybody else feel that? Have they felt that in their prayer times that something good's coming? You know, I, I'm someone who uh, really wants to see God move. And I want people to see that Jesus is real. Um, and I feel like those are the sort of things we have uh, to come here in the next few years, to see God move in a really real way and uh, just sweep our community. And I'm very excited about that. And so to me, um, obviously children's ministry is my focus, but I believe that in our, in our adults, revival has to come so that we can then uh, model for our kids and show them this real God that faith in Jesus is transformative and life-giving. We can be made whole. I want to see that in our body. Um, so I'm very excited, because that, to me, um, that's what hope I'm looking forward to, right? So in that, in that and in um, the assurance What's that song? Blessed Assurance. Blessed Assurance that we have in Christ um, and what he can do through us and how we can um, honor him and make him known. That's what I'm looking forward to. That was off the cuff, and I am done. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. So in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 1 and 2, it says this. The whole commandment that I command you today, you shall be careful to do, that you may live and multiply and go and, and possess the land that the Lord swore to give your fathers. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. So what is in our hearts this morning, right? Are our hearts full of grief and, and, and always wanting something else or something better? Or are our hearts placed on the things that God is doing in our lives? Are our hearts in the place where God is doing good in our lives? And so before we wrap up that thought, let me share with you some good that God is doing in some other lives 
Uh, we got some great videos this week, and uh, I'm excited to share those testimonies with you this morning. Hi, I'm Chuck Hart, and I attend the Life Center. And I feel blessed because I received a cancer diagnosis before I had any symptoms. I also feel blessed in the fact that April and I have felt the prayers that have surrounded us during this trying time. And the many get well cards that I have received have really kept me in a positive state of mind. Thank you so much, church family. So I am thankful and celebrating all the things in my life over this past year um, that have been new and refreshed. And in that are some of the best friendships I could have asked for. Um, being thankful for the people that have walked with me through some of the, these tough times in the tough season, but building new friendships and gaining new relationships has been really awesome, and I'm praising God for that. I've been thankful for spiritual growth. Just the fact that God is with us is reason enough to celebrate. He is the one that gives me value and worth. So for me, that in itself is worth celebrating. Um, but when I think about um, the last several months, we know I'm not alone in that it's felt really long and exhausting and just overwhelming at times. And so I also celebrate God's sustaining grace um, without him carrying me and my family and so many of us through. Um, I know that there is no way I would be here with my sanity. <laughs> I'm thankful for a year of growth um, and for God just working in my life and using situations and the places that he's brought me to such a long time God has been in control of my life in a way that I've had such a good life. Also, I am challenged with some of the teachings. I love my church. I am so blessed. And right now, I'm waiting for a call that says that my great-grandson, James, is healthy and, and born. Yes. <laughs> she nodded. Oh. Uh, I want to thank God for keeping me safe for this year. You know, there's so many things going on. And I think he's come up. It's taken him a long way to keep me on this, I don't want to say straight and narrow, <laughs> to keep me safe, to give me something to really be thankful for, uh, to hear more of the, the Bible through the sermons that we have been, been getting for uh, most of this year. Thank you. I am thankful for so many things, but uh, on the top of my mind, and most recently, are my new road trip friends. You know who you are. Um, I'm thankful for God getting my family and I through COVID-19. 
Um, I'm thankful for a lot of things, but one of the things I'm thankful for is that um, Jesus spoke through my grandma and um, she accepted him in her heart uh, before she passed away. I'm thankful for the uh, Willing Hands ministry and what we've been able to do the past year. Uh, since our the COVID things come in, of course, we haven't been able to uh, do so many projects at the church because we haven't been using the church. But our Willing Hands ministry has been extremely busy. We've been uh, doing more home projects and more automotive projects than we've ever done in the past. And uh, it's been nice working with the guys here at the, the GPS building uh, that have been helping out. And we've had a, a great time to uh, bless other people and be blessed by helping other people. God is good. Oh my goodness. Come on, guys. You know, God is good. There you go. And all the time. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. Let me, let me share this scripture with you again from Deuteronomy, this time from 4 verse 9. He says, Only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen, lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. Right? He says, look, these stories, the good things God is doing, they should be shared over and over and over again. He says, we should pass them down. We should spend purposeful moments in our family celebrating the good that God has done, right? In our church, we're a family, right? So, so we're, we're sharing this morning. We're sharing what is the good that God has done, right? Because we don't want these things. He says, don't let, them, don't let your eyes forget, right? Don't let them depart from your heart. Remember the good things God has done. And so this morning, I encourage you to remember the good that God has done. And, and, and if you're looking at your life and you're like, all right, I'm not seeing anything, right? Okay, I'm not seeing anything. Then, then just be thankful this morning for the work of Jesus. Be thankful because this is a, a moment of, of communion. Be thankful for the things that Jesus has done. Be thankful for the work that he did on the cross. Be thankful for the work that he did when he rose from the dead so that we could have new life too, right? We be, we're thankful when we take communion. And so this morning, as you take communion, I really have two things I want you to do, right? I want you to remember, right? You should have seen that one coming, okay? I want you to remember the good that God has done. I want you to remember what Jesus has done for you and be thankful, but the second thing I want you to do is uh, when you're done taking communion, because we're going we're gonna to do a song, and when you're done taking communion, I want you to sing, <laughs> all right? I want you to sing, right? Because the song, the song we're going to do during communion is called The Blessing, right? And what better way to celebrate God than to remember that we are blessed, right? That the Lord has blessed us immensely in our lives, even in an era of COVID, even in an era of struggle, we have been greatly blessed, church. Greatly blessed. So remember and sing. Let me pray. God, we are so thankful for all that you do. 
We're thankful this morning that we have memories, that we have moments in our lives to be thankful for. That we can look at the things you've done and just smile and jump and celebrate because, God, you have done good in our lives. None of your promises have ever failed. Your strength, God, is greater than any strength. Lord, we are thankful. And so help us this morning, God, to remember where you've been good. To remember all the places that we can celebrate. And help us to share them, God. To find someone this week to tell good news to. So help us remember, Lord. But especially, Lord, we ask that as we take communion now in this moment, we ask, God, that you would bless the bread and the juice before us, that it would be like the body and blood of Jesus, that we would remember what he's done and be grateful, that we would remember the power of what he has done in our lives, the greatness, the might that was displayed when he conquered death. So, Lord, help us to remember and help us to live out of that great blessing in Jesus' name. Amen.